hits. I want to be on the coast. I want to be the last one that anyone. Wait a minute. Can get. Wait a minute. When the apocalypse hits, the coast will be ten feet underwater. Well, it depends on the apocalypse. I think the human apocalypse is coming before the the natural one at this point. Okay. <laughs> and welcome to Sports Plus Show with Baker, Big D, and Joe. Uh, good morning, Matt. Morning. How are we doing? I'm uh, I'm here in the dark today. We lost power. Uh, <laughs> you no seriously. About, you did? Yeah. For yeah. What? My my Wind? whole neighborhood. I don't know. I don't know if there was an accident, a car accident oh. on um, on the main street over here, but uh, my whole neighborhood lost power about 20 minutes ago. Wow. So hopefully my my phone battery lasts and hopefully the sound isn't too bad. <laughs> well, the good news is we're a team and uh, Matt and Joe, I mean, Matt and I are never, uh, excuse me, Joe and I are never short of words, Matt. So, <laughs> you know, we'll fill, we'll fill in for you if your battery dies. So. Well, well, last week, that was me. Man, I listened back to our show <laughs> on the podcast. And man, I really hope we don't talk too much Giants because well, it was amazing because the Giants aren't really that interesting, and we spent a good half hour on them. It was I, funny. Well, I, I, I think I enjoyed I, it. I think right now they're more interesting than the Yankees and Red Sox, even though they're kind of winding down and we're you know we're down into no, a handful of games. But, no, no, but are you kidding no, no, me? I, I love I well I because I and I don't know. Here's the thing now, I don't know if the Kadarius Tony. Kenny Galladay, Joe Judge thing is actually getting a lot of press or if it's just the way we get our news now, because when you click on one Kadarius Tony story, then all of a sudden Google will send you more Kadarius Tony stories. So I don't know if that's why I'm getting so many of these headlines, but I feel like it's it, it's a it's a big deal, at least in the New York sports media, which is its own little world. But I think I think it's it's kind of really been been interesting. And a lot of the parallels what what Matt and I were talking about last week, arguing about last week about where where the the blame for his his lack of performance so far should go and i think first of all we're talking about a rookie who's played two games and but going back to the the training camp stuff I, when from hearing you talk about it it sounded like he was a he was a, a you know not putting out complete effort it was kind of a somebody who i wasn't going to like and the more i looked into the stories it didn't seem like the cleat thing he missed like part of two days of practice. It seemed like from the, the cleat situation, which to me is not unreasonable. And the thing is too, at that level, the team's responsible for providing equipment, not the players. So it's not like he can shop for his own shoes for three months before he shows up for camp. He shows up for camp. They fit him with something there. And the, you know, I guess he also had a hamstring injury, which, you know, again, for a receiver, especially a guy that they just drafted in the first round. You don't want the guy shredding his hamstring before his career even starts. So I, I guess I guess I'm asking for a little more slack for him and maybe a little less for Judge and Galladay because it seems like Galladay was the one who really sort of went off in a way that would make him not a good teammate. And it seems like – and whether – and, you know, whether Judge is just saying these things because he doesn't want to destroy a young player – you know, that, that may be, but then, you know, you also made a point about the football side of it, about him not really being a good fit. And, you know, to have a vertical receiver when your quarterback never throws the ball past 10 yards, it doesn't seem. So I think there's a lot of blame to go around, but I, I, I think less on the young man. 
So let me, yeah, and, and all fair. I mean, I, I think I didn't like the draft pick to begin with. All that being said, and, and maybe I was too harsh. I don't do maybe, a very good job of Maybe you haven't given up your anger at Daniel Jones drafted. And what was that? No, but, but see, that's yeah. the thing. I, I, it was never, and Daryl, you know, I've said this. It was, it's not about Daniel Jones. It's about where you draft him, when you draft him, whether it's yeah, fair no, or agree, unfair. There are, expect, there are expectations that come along with that. And what are your and expectations that's, and that's a similar for Jones? Thing with, is, is he getting better? What are they? Yeah. He's getting well, better, but he, he, he's not, I don't think he'll ever live up to a sick, a number six pick with other people okay. on the board with as bad of a team as it was when they drafted him. I don't think he'll ever live up to that. And it's yeah, similar with the Kadarius of, Tony. Was there any of Gettleman's draft picks in, I don't know, what's he been there, five years? I think the, the one, I think he's, um, Darius Slayton was a good draft pick. I think they got him in round five or, or, or maybe, I, I don't know. And I, I can't look it up right now. But it's now. easy to miss, don't you think, in the draft? It's it really, is, but, but it's see, easy to miss. And that's the thing. So going back to Cardarius Tony, Joe, you're right. And, and it's fair. He should be given slack. It's not about him. It's about, it's more about Gettleman. I don't think he's a good fit because you say, sure, he's a gadget type receiver and, and he's a, he's a vertical type receiver. Well, you're not throwing those routes. Well, you right, don't right. run Jason Garrett. You don't run those gadget plays. So why are you drafting Cardarius Tony when you did? And on top of that, now you have to deal with the off the field stuff, which it's not that big a deal. So it's not about Cardarius Tony. I don't wish him, a, a, um, you know, a horrible career. I hope he's successful. I don't think it'll be with the Giants. I'm a fan of the Giants. That was a wasted first round pick when that team is bad. That so that's my frustration, kind of with him. If you got. If you got Cardarius Tony um, with one of your second round picks, sure, cool. Or if you really needed to go receiver at 22 when they picked Cardarius Tony, you could have went with Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore. Like, I, and this is off the top. Like there were five there other were, receivers. But, but you're also doing Monday morning quarterbacking, right? You're you're, well, to be fair, it's not even fair, Monday morning yet. It's still Sunday afternoon. I mean, the guys played no, two games. Right. No, no, but again, it's it's. It, I, I'm not wanting more out of him. It was a bad pick. It's, this is not me being Monday morning quarterback. This was me being literally 15 seconds after they drafted him, <laughs> saying, "What oh, are you doing?" So that's what this is, Daryl. Matt's just making sure that we know he was right about something. Yes, <laughs> that's no, all. This but is. also, now may sure. I also say we've just added 10 minutes of Giants talk. So I let's, know. let's stop in five minutes. Go ahead, finish it up. No, but if I'm, you I'm, notice, I'm, keeping... I'm contributing nothing. My Giants <laughs> knowledge is Y.A. Tittle, Sam Huff. You know? I watched. I watched one game, Daryl. You don't need to even do that much. You, there's not, there's nothing to see. So go ahead, Matt. Sum them up. Sum up the Giants. Yeah, I did last week. They are a bottom <laughs> five organization. It, this, they are playing a very bad Atlanta Falcons team this week, and um, it, this is the turning point. I think if they go zero and three, you're looking at. You know, a, 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 it's hard to five, go win five win season. Well, oh, no, 
Oh no, no, they if won't. They, they won't win five games though. No, I, I if they to win five games, they would ha- they have to win this week, and then maybe then maybe you could say they'll they'll squeeze out five. If they lose this week, you're looking at a one win, two win team. If that, and I'm still wow. being generous. And wow. and put I, put put it this way, they are. Uh, they're certainly not going to finish with a better record than the Carolina Panthers who are quarterbacks by uh, one Sam Darnold. So yeah. Three, three, well, and, the, oh, three and oh, let me ask you this, Joe, how do you feel about the jets after what they did? Yeah. I mean, they lost week one to Carolina and they got annihilated by the Patriots. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 we, I think we saw what, what they're going to do to Zach Wilson you know, they can't protect him, kind of like the Giants can't protect Jones. They can't protect him in the pocket, and you can't ask a rookie quarterback to to adjust to that. I, I think I think he very similarly may, may be ruined by the terrible team around him. Wow. Wow. And, you know, you look at the Patriots, and they're, I mean, when you talk about throwing downfield, they haven't let Mac Jones throw downfield. Yeah, he's really short passes. However, he's doing pretty good. He's guys, looks- these guys have played two games. They played two games. Right, it's- right. I know. Gosh. And the and the and the you know the the uh, Patriots had that heartbreaking loss to Miami when they were moving in for a victory. And uh, so anyway, uh, speaking they- of the Patriots, though, have you guys heard about Tom Brady's father? Yeah, and, um, yeah I, I listened to his interview. The comments <laughs> from Alex Guerrero. Uh, what did Guerrero say? He, Guerrero, just so people know, Guerrero is uh, Brady's. Uh, what would you say is his health advisor? See, I don't. I don't, I, I don't see any of this stuff because I, I have an app on my phone that blocks all Tom <laughs> Brady news. So. <laughs> This is interesting, Joe. This is interesting stuff. And yes, it, it is. Yeah. It, it's more about Bill Belichick than Tom Brady, but it was it, Tom Brady's dad was on a podcast this week, and and he had um, something to say, and Alex Guerrero as well. Basically, Alex Guerrero is is the TB12. Uh, he is Tom Brady's fitness guru, advisor, you know, everything like that, and Ster- steroid he, steroid provider, possibly. Um, <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, if that guy's not, if that guy's, if that guy's not taking HGH, I will eat a vial of HGH. <laughs> basically, what he said was Bill Belichick would treat a forty-year-old Tom Brady the same as a rookie, and and there's something to be said for that. But it, it wasn't just, um you know, the, the mental capacity of the game where, you know, if you make a mistake, I'm going to get, I'm going to get on you. It was kind of the physical part of it too, the training and he Bill Belichick's way of everybody's the same from Tom Brady to the number 53 man on the roster. That's how he is. And, and from what I heard, it wasn't saying it was, you know, this is good or bad. It just, this is how Bill Belichick is. And Tom Brady right. didn't really kind of want to deal with it anymore. And right. You well, know, I mean, to I, your think point, the, I, I think the Patriots made a huge mistake and I don't know why they did it, but all they had to do was offer Brady a good two year contract. And, you know, they would have had him. And why would you give up Brady? I mean, he's a phenomenon. He, he really is. And so anyway, and they, and the Patriots weren't prepared. They had a horrible season last year. You're always better off giving up a player two years too early than you are giving is, them up two years and, too late. And, and Matt, and that is Belichick's 
reason to be. But usually he has some backup plan. With Brady, he didn't. And uh, it's too bad. But, you know, what's interesting is listening to Brady's dad, they're being very careful, like they need to be, of not trashing the Patriots and not trashing Belichick. Because Brady, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, he's going to, even if he you know, has the Tampa Bay uniform on, he's going in as a Patriot too. And so he needs to, they need to not have bad blood there. And so they're doing a pretty good job of that. I mean, Brady could play four more years and win four Super Bowls with the Bucks, and I would still expect him to go in with a Patriots uniform. You know, but the thing I is, you have, you have to, when you look at Drew Brees and some other quarterbacks that kind of lose it in their 30s, late 30s, Brady really is a phenomenon. He really is. <sighs> hey, Joe. results are results, Joe. Can you deny right. it? I mean, no, but don't we talk about it enough? Doesn't the world talk about it yes, enough? Great. Yes, yes, yes. Tom right. Brady's Lord. Woo, woo, woo. Great. Let's okay. move on, please. All right. Yeah, but okay, let's move on <laughs> to your horrible con- comment that the Red Sox-Yankees games don't matter. They- I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You I made th- some boring reference to them. Eh, again, I, I think it's <laughs> – I, I don't – I, I think there'll be much more to talk about next week when there's well, okay. Games but left. the thing is, since you two are Yankees fans, you got to feel great about last night's game because um, Garrett Cole didn't even look his best, but he still won the game. Um, and my God, between Judge and Stanton, those guys have I don't know seventy five homers. They're they're really um, they are delivering. Well, it's and not. So, it's not. It's not last night. It's really the last four. Like, they won four in a row now, and that after that dip yeah. that they were in, which was very they had a weird time. season. Weird, weird yeah. season. They've been they really streaky. They've been which, really streaky, which usually bodes well for the playoffs. But they've got you know they've got Boston, Toronto, and Tampa still to come. Right. They if they sweep Boston, so they won the first one. And there's two more. If they sweep Boston. They have a very good chance of being the top wild card thing. The thing that's so crazy about this is they're playing to play one game. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, the Yanks are going to pitch Garrett Cole, and it looks to me that they're going to be in there. So I'd have to tell you that the Yanks are going to be the victor of the wild card game. Well, it's entirely possible that they could have to play a one game playoff to determine who gets into the one game playoff. And let's just bring up something ridiculous. What if there's a three team tie between uh, Toronto Yankees and Red Sox? I don't know. You know? Matt, do you know how that works? Do you know? No, who knows? I don't know how that works. I, I don't think, I mean, I, I would Hopefully have it to doesn't imagine happen. Yeah. there are tiebreakers. So like they could end up with the same overall record, but then you would go to division record yeah. and, and, there are Who knows? I would Here we are. We're we're three sports nuts, and we don't know the answer. Oh, no. That okay, one. no, I'm all, well because they they changed the playoff format for COVID, and then they changed it again. And yeah, then let's, talk about, again let's talk about one game playoffs. Well, because, here, here we go. Here's well, go here's ahead. here's what happens. Basically, they do if there's a if there's a, a three way tie, they they play like a little round robin. They play two two tiebreaker games. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'll be cool. It's just more. It's just more one game playoffs, which I love and Matt hates. But it will guarantee that whatever team comes out of there will have used both of their two best pitchers and will have no chance in the. So, uh, 
So, so you get, you, that's what happened again. Like Matt says, if you don't yeah. want to play in those games, win right. more games, win more games. Right. And no, the thing okay, is but too, so, like, but here's, but, here's, here's my problem with all this. They play 162 freaking games and there's going to be four teams within two games of each other. The regular season is so meaningless now, especially if we're going to open the playoff doors and have eight or 10 playoff teams every year. Let's cut down to 140 games. But, you I mean, know, no one's no one's going. Yeah. I know ticket money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. No one's going to baseball games anyway. Well, that's not exactly true. That's not exactly true. But uh, no one goes to Tampa Bay. But, um, <laughs> you know, the um, and, and the COVID cut into them. But they're still, you know, they, they still do fine. But I just want to talk about the one game playoffs in general. And, you know, the thing is, the thing that's so frustrating to be a sports fan is that you, you quickly realize that it's all ruled by money. So mm-hmm. like, there shouldn't be 162 games. The, the basketball uh, men should not play 82 games. They should shorten the seasons down, but they're not going to because revenue and they're not going to, they're not going to shorten the playoffs down. They're going to increase them because all these games get great ratings and um, you know, make a lot of money. So it's a, it's money that rules everything, and it's it's frustrating because you want you want to see good sports, and I don't really like the one game playoffs. But if, if there's if you pay any attention to the women's um, basketball playoff right now, yeah, it's yeah. like a series of one game playoffs. It's like a it's tournament. It's like it's like the NCAA tournament, and that's why that's why everyone loves the NCAA tournament because that format allows an underdog to get through and it challenges the best teams from minute one. And so I, I, I'm, I'm all for it in the early rounds of, of the playoffs. Okay. Well, so the Liberty New York Liberty is getting in to the playoffs. They were 12 and 20 for the season, <laughs> but they snuck in somehow. Yeah. Do you like the one game playoffs Matt, or not? Well, I, I think I said, I don't, I, I, yeah. I don't only because I feel like baseball is a game of series yeah and you build a team to win a three game series and when you just have to after playing 162 games of however i I, you know i can't do the math of however many series of with different teams and now it's just one game and then it kind of ruins your roster for the other playoff series right. i mean I, sorry I know, I know this show has been interrupting fest uh so far but what i don't think baseball teams do that maybe they once did but i don't think a baseball team thinks about their season in terms of three game series i think if anything you're thinking about it in terms of a five pitcher rotation and no, but, no, but, I disagree. Teams look to win series. How, That's how why? they measure their success. Why? No, they look to win games. Winning a series yeah, is just a product. They look to win series. No, no they don't, because winning a series doesn't mean anything. Whether it you means win a lot. No, it doesn't. Whether you win two out of three games in every series, or you win three out of three in two out of three and lose the all three. And it doesn't matter whether you win a series. It matters how many games you win. Where in the standings does it say, what's your series record? Who no, it doesn't. Nobody. But, but if you win series, you, you make the playoffs. You, no, you you're, don't. You're, no, you yes, don't. You do. If you win games, yes, you, you make the playoffs. But no, I get what, your point. But yeah. 
How do they I, rank? I teams, how do they rank teams in the standings, Daryl? I get it, but the thing is, you got to have a short-term goal. Your short-term goal is to win the series. Like That's right not going to change Yankees, how you put your no, roster Yankees, together. Yes. Uh, well, you're not okay, going to put your but, roster together to win three, to win two out of three games. You're going to win. Put your roster to get, together to win 105 out of 162. Right. It doesn't matter whether you win a series or not. So, Sorry. Joe, I get your point, and and. Uh, yes, you are right. There's nowhere in the ser- in the standings that say series wins, series this. Where it does matter, though, however, is in in division games. You do aim to win a series because that puts you. That's how w- when the Yankees play the Red Sox, the Yankees have to say we have to win this series because that. Uh, I just got my so, low battery alert here, and, and I might have to leave in a minute. When the Yankees play the Red Sox. You want to win that series because that's how you gain a game on that opponent. And, right. and so in the division, it does matter. It also does matter. And, and really, you're right, just for the pitching rotation. I listen to Aaron Boone talk a lot, and it's, it is all about trying to align your rotation, that fifth starter, who you're going with. Are you going with a opener instead of a, a classic starter? You do set your starting pitching rotation is thought of in the future for the sake of what that series is. Your point is fair that, yeah, you, you got to win games. And, and, but I do think it matters divisionally because that's how you gain a game on your division opponent by winning that series. And that is how you, you plan your pitching rotation. And so I like, playoff baseball i like good pitching I, hey if you don't want to be in the one game win more but it's just in a se- in a season long of three game series four game series three game series three game series four game series in a season long of that now you just play one game and it just seems odd that's all. Wait, wait, go, can you go back? You were kind of breaking up there. So for for a series that long. Sorry. In in a season long, in the in the whole season, you play nothing but series. You do, you play three games with a team. You play four games with a team. You play three with a team. You play three with a team. Right. You don't have a one game sprinkled in. It's nothing but. A three to four game series. Occasional two just games. One game. Occasional so it's two odd. games. But right, it's basically a fifty series, roughly a year. All right. And so, but the uh, thing is, um, Joe, it's it's all just setting goals, and you know that's all it is. You know, so that like for for right now, if you're a Yankees fan, your goal is the Yankees sweep the Red Sox. If I, the Yankees, I, I, if the I, Yankees sweep this series, they're in. You know, no, they're not. If the Yankees sweep the series, they're a game up with eight to play, and they're no, both players. There's, there's, there's eight games play right now, so they, they have three three games. Oh, there'll be six, yeah, there'll be six so to play. But, yeah. So, but here's the thing: I understand that it's it's helpful in the short term to say, okay, well, we won the series. We need, at, you know, towards the end of the season, you need to gain a game. I get that, but first of all, if if series mattered that much. Then when a team won the first two games, they would call up somebody from single A to pitch the third game because it wouldn't matter. But teams try to win that third game because you're trying to win games in baseball. 
No, 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 no. Teams occasionally basically tank a game to to rest. They like set set two of their best players down, and you know because they feel okay, we've already won two of the three games. No, I so this is a no, good, I don't think anyone in the history of baseball has ever done oh, that. Yes, of course they do. So find 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 some example of that I don't think that is there's no way that's ever happened because you're not you don't know I maybe in the last game of the season when you got your playoff spot clinched but there's no team 30 games into the season that wins the first two games of the series and says okay that's our moral victory we're not going to try to win the third game and the so the other thing Matt you're talking about pitching rotations being set up for for in internal, you know, for regular season series, I think they're set up for, for the playoffs. That's why we see, and I think it, it kind of works the same way because you're talking about a three-game series in a regular season or a four-game series sometimes, and it, you know, most teams go with a four-pitcher four, uh, four rotation in the playoffs. So I think it's more set up for the playoffs and it happens to align a little bit with the with the regular season stuff. But I think... And the reason the reason they don't play one game in each city is for it's not, it has nothing to do with the competitive outcome. It's it's for travel reasons. Travel, sure. Yeah, no, I get all that. But here, let me just. Would you rather if the Yankees the Yankees play a one game series against Boston or a one game play in against Boston or Toronto, whoever it may be? Right, the Yankees pitch Garrett Cole. Now they turn around and they play. Um. Tampa Houston, Bay, Houston, or, or whoever, whoever, right? <laughs> yeah. I, well, all I'm saying is like, it does put, and again, you don't want to be in it, win more games, but it does put that team at a competitive disadvantage when their ace yes. in a five game series can only pitch once, once. whereas yeah. the other team can pitch their ace twice. twice. Again, but so, that's again, like you just said, that's, that's the privilege of winning the division is that you don't have Agreed. to go through that. Right. Agreed. Right. Agreed, but all, I, I play a, a just, I, you know, if it was just a three-game series or something, at least it could give you time to win that three-game series in that can, play can, in. Can, can I do a back in my day? Back in yeah, my cause day. Because I, I can out-trump you on back in my day. Well, right. Yeah. I was say back in my yeah. day, there were only two divisions, and if you didn't win your right. division, you didn't make the playoffs. Right. There were playoffs. Which is there why was a that, championship that's... series and a World Series. That was the playoffs. Right. So let's go back to Yankees-Red Sox. So when Steinbrenner was at his obnoxious best, um, and he really, he really was – pretty brilliant about free agents. I mean, he also had the resources, but he got great free agents. The first free agent that the Red Sox finally got was Mike Torres, a Yankee retread. And um, and so they had this season in which they ended up tied. And it was one of those seasons where yeah. only one team went to the World Series. And uh, that was the Bucky Dent game. You know, in which Bucky Dent hit, hit a, a fly ball home run I, and won that one game playoff. I remember that quite clearly. That was one of the few um, playoff games I remember from that that age. But I we were we were watching that in my living room. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and it was amazing because it was just you know it was a Fenway home run. Uh, it was a fly ball left field, mm -hmm. but the wall is so close in Fenway. It was a home run. But he knew it uh, as soon as he hit it. 
Right. And Torres was pitching. So it was like, okay, so the Red Sox get this free agent and he loses the playoff game. But, um, you know, it was, it's, I, you know, I like baseball and I like the playoffs and, and you Yankee fans should feel real good because honestly, I don't see anybody beating Garrett Cole. Well, if you want to finally get me excited about baseball, keep talking about the late '70s Yankees, Matt. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Matt, that you missed out on all that because that, there was, you know, the Catfish Hunter and Ron Guidry, and even like, you know, even into the '80s teams that stunk. As much as I, as much as I hated the Yankees, Thurman Munson and um, Jeter were really my two favorite ball players. They really played huh. hard. They played really, really good. And, you know, I loved it when I think uh, Munson got in a fight with Fisk, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. But anyway. And, and you know, Munson dying was really a, a heartbreaker. Well, it's funny that, that you were a fan of Munson as a Red Sox fan because I loved Fisk. Fisk was great. And why did they let him go? It was so pathetic because he's played more years. He played more years for the White Sox. Gee, and, the, know, the, and he the, was great. The, orga the organization that traded Babe Ruth and Mookie Betts were questioning why they may let a player go <laughs> too early. Really. Yeah, it seems Imagine to, you're a Red Sox fan, Joe. It's like it's. Why would you I know, want to do that? My life's hard enough. Well, but honestly, I like their new GM. I like the they were not picked to be contending for playoffs this year, and they are, you know. I you know Tampa I, Bay is clearly the class, but um, you know it's pretty exciting. The, the Toronto, Boston, New York, it's pretty exciting right now. Well, I, I told you I would get into baseball when it mattered, and it, it, it matters I, now. But it's it's the last two weeks of the season. I just yeah. didn't have to, I didn't have to waste the last six months. So it was great. I'd jump on just in time. You're like that old joke of the, um, the guys at the baseball game, his wife joins him in the eighth inning and she goes, um, what's the score? And he goes, zero, zero. She goes, Oh good. I didn't miss anything. Nothing happened. Yeah. Well, the nice <laughs> thing too, is we, Daryl, you and I plug YouTube TV all the time for, for this reason. You'd watch the, the highlights only and you could watch a baseball game and, six minutes it's great yeah, it is great it is baseball needs right. some of that in real life it'll be interesting it'll be interesting though to see regardless of how this season finishes out the al east i think tampa's there to stay and i think toronto's up and coming and you know daryl yeah. you made a point where red sox weren't supposed to contend this year but here they are if they don't get into the playoffs this year i don't know if that window opens up more for them next year because Toronto looks pretty good and you know you right, but if they'll keep their players because they got a lot of young talent that they're going to have to pay soon so who knows if they'll pay them but uh you know if the Red Sox need to capitalize on this year well no the the, the Red Sox have some really good prospects coming up so um it's I think they're going to be a good team for you know they were originally planning not for this year but for next year to be a player but you so, know let's talk on. about houston though too unless well, go ahead, you got well, else? i'm gonna interject here because i and daryl you did this a couple times last week i love the conviction with which you can speak when you're completely wrong about something um, and, and i, I wish it's, i could remember it is exactly. a skill i have and you know i'm really, let, good, at let, math. Let, I'm really week, good at math and i used to like in in teachers classes with math i would explain to everyone else what was going on, and then at the end realized that I was completely wrong. But I was very <laughs> convincing. <laughs> well, well, last week it was the insistence that um, what was it that 
the oh that the Red Sox only had eight games left to play and they had fourteen four they had fourteen <laughs> games left in the season, and so this week it's um it's major league attendance, um, it is uh, eighteen thousand two hundred thirty nine a game. There's no figures for last year, I guess, because of COVID. They decide not to report, and I'm sure COVID's had an effect on it this year. But in 2019, it was 28,203, so down, you know, more than a third. And even historically, it's down. It's been down pretty much every year. Actually, every year since 2015. 2015, it was 30,349, and then dropping a few hundred a year each year until 2019. So. I, I, baseball's dying, Daryl. I know you don't want to. But... <laughs> well, it is. It, it, you know what? It, it, no, it, I agree. It's unfortunate. I don't know how much time. I don't know how much battery I'll have. I've got a few, a few minutes left here. But if you think about it, if I go to, if I spend hundreds of dollars to take my family to a football game, I can make a day out of it. Tailgate. It's an experience, right? If I spend hundreds of dollars to take my family to a baseball game. There's no tailgating. I'm sitting in a stadium for hours. Maybe I'll get excited. Maybe I won't. It's in, a tough. In really uncomfortable seats. Your kids want to go home by the fifth inning. Yeah. You know, I got to buy them a hot dog and, and cotton. I, I, that, all of that being said, I love, I, they, and they really enjoyed going to the, um, the Hartford Yard Goats game mm -hmm. this summer. I took them to a, a game there. But that is, again, I'm, I'm, I spent you know, I think 40 bucks on for tickets to bring my family to a baseball game. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but, the you know, I'm not Sox spending are a, a lot of fun too. Or, or go to a college game, go to a UMass game. Yeah. 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 You know, like that, that's where it is, but to go to a perfect, to go to a Yankee game, uh, I would probably uh, train ticket the the seats themselves i'm spending a week vacation you know that's yeah. a bunch of yeah. weeks vacation yeah. yeah for a few hours at game. a baseball stadium uh that you know might have some home runs might have a bunch of strikeouts that's what the yankees are so why you know me personally when i have to think about all my where i budget my money going to a baseball game is not one of those things i want to save up no for. and it's, it's, it's you know it's true that historically sports change their dominance so when i was a kid it was boxing and baseball and both of those sports are really really diminished you know look i, I watched a lot of boxing when i was younger you know i caught the tail end of ali and saw a lot of great fights but i, I just i can't it's just i know there's no reason that should ever have been a sport and i can't believe it still is no, and the thing is, I think I'm, I'm sure I've shared this before, but when I was a kid, I watched Benny Kid Perret in that fight that that caused death. And, wow. uh, you know, here I was sitting by myself on a Friday night watching this thing. It was like after that, I didn't watch boxing. You know, that was like, no, no. Huh. Because it was, that was it. That was what you, you're, well, you, you could watch the Giants. They would, the uh, New England, you could watch the Giants, the New York Giants, you know, uh, Huff and uh, Robustelli and all those guys, uh, Gifford. And and that was fun, but that was it. Sunday from one to four, that was the only football game that was on TV. And Matt, like your point about, you know, what, you, what you're going to do for a day of entertainment, 
if you go to a baseball game, you have to fill all that empty time with yeah. cotton candy and hot dogs and soda. Yeah. If you go to yeah. a basketball game or an NFL game, there's too much going on. Like you, you, especially for the kids, that they're not going to, they're, they're, there's nothing to distract them at the baseball game. So all they're going to do is watch the peanut guy walk up and down the aisle and, and ask, you know, and well, and also th those two sports have time limits. They they end, you yeah. know, football games yeah. are three hours, you know, and basketball games are a couple hours, and that's it. You know, uh, baseball can be five hours, especially when the Yankees and Red Sox play. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're, it, it's just tough as as a family. Baseball's not on my on my professional so, baseball is not on my wish list to take the kids. I just I know it's not realistic and something I want to spend that much amount of money on. So before we uh, before you are lost to the electronic uh, uh, gods, <laughs> um, rank your three favorite sports to watch. Yeah. Um, football, playoff hockey, and then maybe playoff, playoff baseball if the Yanks are involved. I think. Right. Joe, so, what's your three? So sad. I can't believe oh, we have. Oh, come on, Joe. I can't what's believe, your three? I can't believe we haven't converted him yet. Basketball, basketball one, hockey two, I'd say probably football three. Um, I'd be, bas <laughs> I'd be basketball one. You know, I'm not a big hockey fan, except playoff hockey, especially that Olympics playoff hockey is so exciting. It's just unbelievable because it's like nonstop action. Here's the thing about Olympic and college hockey, why they're so much more exciting than the NHL, aside from the lack of fighting, which is, again, dumb and doesn't really need to be in the game anymore. Right. But the rinks are so much bigger. If you look at yeah. an NHL rink, they've tried to pack in so many more seats that oh, there's really okay. no room if you the, look the like room. a lot of arenas, there's not even any room outside the face-off circles on the sides, and there's almost no room behind the net. And if you look at most college arenas and any like the Olympic, the international rink is much bigger, and there's so much more room on the ice for the players to to play, and it makes it a more much more like elegant and and flowing game instead of dump the puck into the corner, have a scrum for it, slide it along the boards, chip it out. And, you know, and it's very, it, it seems like I, I hate to say this, that hockey's almost going the way of baseball where most of the game is, is a slog. And then there's, you know, bursts of, of brilliance. And, and, you know, when players do stuff, it's amazing. But the thing is, there's a in any hockey arena there's a ton of sort of obstructed views so it's very easy that, that all of a sudden there's a goal and you have no idea how it happens no it's not you any know? arena that's just your dump of a boston garden <laughs> I, no, well, here's the thing though like for me i i, I did watch a, a fair amount of nba playoffs this past um go around this past summer and it was it was entertaining, but for me, base uh, basketball, it, you really can just watch the last half of the fourth quarter, and you know, so that's why it's tough. I I I, I am watching more basketball, you know, but I, I like to watch things that I have invested in, and and I, I don't watch too much of the regular season with with basketball so it's just that you know yeah. who am i rooting for i don't even know
Well, Gam- you know gamble, gamble, then you'll be into it. <laughs> well, that does help. I, I did. DraftKings is. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I did pretty good last week, so my DraftKings account is a little bit higher. So listen, <laughs> maybe I'll. If I if oh, I so still have should, some money left over after we football, should start. Then, uh, uh, we should have a little segment with uh, our preferred bets for the season for for this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't want to be responsible for that though. Well, it's funny. Funny. I don't. Do you guys? Do you guys watch Survivor? Are you Survivor fans? Oh, are you serious? No. no. Oh, come on, Daryl. <laughs> Life is too short, Joe. Come on. This is one of the. What do you watch? Do you watch Fantasy Island too, or whatever? No, latest, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. This is this is Survivor's a it's a it's it deserves its spot as one of the. I mean, it was the original one of these shows, and it's still, and the, I, I just the thing's been on the show's been on for this is f- the forty first season. It's been on for twenty years, and twenty and, years too long. Oh come on! Have you ever seen an episode, Daryl? I've seen one or two, and I have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. What, what turned you off about it? <laughs> well, curious. it's more it's more like I just look at li- you know I'm older, and I look at life as really short, and I like to read books and I like to watch basketball. I like to go for walks. That fills up my whole day, pretty so much. So it's a know. TV thing in general. It's not not yeah. that show specific. Because even you know, even um, and especially you know, you and I have pushed um, YouTube TV. Um, so I don't tend to watch even a basketball game the whole way through. I'll check in the you know halftime, see what the score is. If it's a you know if if it's a big difference, I may not watch much of it. Um, and you know, so it's. We have a new, it's really a different world on TV now with Roku and I, I you know, the different channels. Um, you, I don't think, you know, before I might, when I was a kid, the only thing on was the Red Sox. So I'd watch them for four hours or whatever, but I never do that anymore. So do you watch any, any like entertainment programming at all? Do you watch any shows? I watch a couple really dumb ones like uh, Blue Bloods and, um, uh, whatever, but I really, and I really enjoy, you know, Longmire and Walker and these, these, you know, Bosch, all these kind of, um, single guy who's sort of against the system, um, <laughs> and survives. So, you know, that's, uh, that's like what that blue bloods is and you know, whatever, well, that, that's but, really that's, funny. but that's it. That's the, see, I, I, but I love politics, even well, in this crazy, disgusting time. I love politics. Well, what's funny though, I wa- think I feel like I watch everything, and you just named four shows that I've never heard of, and that's so. The what thing do you watch for entertainment besides <laughs> besides reality shows? What do you watch for? Entertainment? I, I don't watch. That's the only reality show that I've okay. probably ever watched in my life, and that's why I, it's different from the other ones. And it's I, it, there's an athletic component too, and a, a social side. I think I think actually, Daryl, you would you would enjoy it if you can get uh, old episodes on 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 one of your services check it out it's 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 a it's an interesting like human experiment almost because you put these people together in groups and you make them to some to, to some goals they have to work together and to some goals they're competing and it they they keep changing things around but that's we don't again we don't uh, we, you know like with um kim's convenience and with um uh you know, the shows I watch, Walker, and, uh, you know, I, I get more TV than I want. And I watch, you know, uh, politics. So 
I don't really want to add any new habits. And it's sort of like why I bet on games, but I don't have an account. My brother-in-law does. And I, because I don't trust myself. I'm an addictive <laughs> personality and I don't trust myself having the chance to bet that the Lakers will only score 17 points in the fourth quarter. I'm not, you know, it's like, I'm so dumb. I would probably do that. <laughs> so, on it, you know? so, so Matt, when you were seven or eight years old, what was the TV landscape at that time? Was it already digital cable and satellite? Was that something you had from no, the beginning? No, no. Just, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I was, we, I, I remember growing up, our first TV in the living room, we still had that little dial, you know, the dial TV. And did you get New York um, stations? Yes. We, right. I would get, um, I loved MSG and Sports New York. We, I would get those. That's how I would watch the Yanks growing up. And so no, did you get Boston stations too or not? No, I'm I'm from no, the Southern Connecticut, so it was right, all right. So you were too far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no cable when you were when you were a youth. I'm trying to think. I mean, it probably well, we had started. The, the cable box. The cable box probably started when I was tenish, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Early nineties. I, 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 I what's funny because I was. So you're 33, right? So I'm 17 years older than you. We got cable when I was. I'm 37. Okay, so 13 years. So we got cable. When my neighborhood in New Jersey was part of some pilot program for cable TV in the country. So we got this experimental cable system before it was even like publicly rolled out. It was literally like just our neighborhood in uh in in Woodbridge, New Jersey, and so we had this you know the old style brown box that sat on top of the TV with the three-way switch and the buttons that only one button would be pressed down at a time. So, but that was probably, you know, when I was 10 or 11, it's, I certainly wasn't much older than that. Um, but I think it's funny because we were, I would have thought that we were at, we were kind of introduced to television at three different stages of its development. Yeah, but it sounds yeah. like you and I were a little closer, but you know, it seems like we've all lived from three channels to well, Daryl channels because PBS. Right. Well, Daryl, you were probably around when there were no channels, right? Daryl just had radio. Daryl, no, so Darryl we had so smoke we had, signals and a, beating rocks on sticks. I was around. <laughs> with, like my grandmother had a color TV. Those were pretty rare, and it was the worst TV you've ever seen in your life. Like it was like. Um, if the paints just dripped over a board, you know, it was like, it was horrible. horrible. You turn, turn it on but and it takes like four minutes until there's anything on the screen. Yeah. I'm so uh, sorry to interrupt before no, I, I just totally, I'm, I'm I only have maybe like a minute left before my battery's gone. So uh, I'm going to leave you guys. Thanks for listening uh, this week. And hopefully uh, Joe and Daryl don't go too far down the rabbit hole. Okay. We here. won't. We won't. All right. Thanks <laughs> guys. Matt. I'll talk to you next week. All, All right. right. See you next week, Matt. All right. So we have, so Matt, this is unusual. We have nine minutes to, to, uh, to argue. Um, it's exciting. Um, but I'm glad to see that you like basketball the best. It's to me, it's just, it's, it's really fun. I have to say I've really grown to like women's basketball, the WNBA. I think part of, part of why I love basketball is that it's the most accessible. And I think this is why, 
people around the world love soccer because all you need mm -hmm. is you don't even need a ball. You don't even need equipment. You, you need a right. wadded up piece of paper and a trash can and you can play basketball. You know, you need a, a sock that you can roll into a ball and you can play soccer. Right. So I think and and they are sports that have unpredictable endings like somebody can score the winning basket with two seconds to go. And there'll be another basket that turns the game around. You know, um, it's just, it's so, and like so much of life is predictable. And that's what I really like about, you know, and baseball tends to be pretty predictable for, for decades for me growing up, it was that the Yankees were going to win the world series or be, or be in the world series. The Red Sox were going to finish 25 games behind them and they had no, nothing going for them. Um, and yet I'm still, I was still a fan, but it's, it's different when your team does really well. And when your team scores at the end. So I just, and that's, that's really what's beautiful about playoff hockey and playoff soccer, because I'm not really a soccer fan, but boy, you watch the Olympic soccer and it's going into overtime and the next goal is going to win the gold medal. It's pretty exciting. I can watch soccer when there's something gigantic at stake. Like I'll watch yeah. world, world cup matches, right. I'll watch Olympic matches, right. tennis. I wish I had more time for tennis. I watched the grand slams, but it, you know, it, I mean, you can't, you, there's only so many hours in the day. There's right. only so much right. you can absorb. Right. And plus, it, tennis is, tennis is kind of men's tennis, especially has gotten yeah. fairly uninteresting because it's, it's, Tends to be a serve and volley type thing, well, you know. Well, we we sound like the crotchiest old men say. All three of us. <laughs> well, baseball's ruined. Tennis sucks. Well, that's why I was asking pe people to rank their things. I mean, football's the number one sport, right? Football's king now. I, I think basketball's coming up quickly. Uh, I, but it's never I, football is like. Because oh no! But here's the thing, Daryl, because the what's happening now, younger parents aren't the younger parents aren't letting their kids play football for good reason. True, true. And so I think twenty years from now, there aren't going to be the 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 best athletes are going to be moving to basketball. So I think twenty years from now, the, I I would imagine that in twenty years, who knows? First of all, who knows if the climate or society right. will right. allow humanity to survive right. 20 more years but right. should we survive 20 more years and should there still be high school athletics there may not be contact high school football they may just go to seven on seven flag and leave contact for college and pro and even that I, I, college may not be around much so longer. you know um, and it's i mean you can get a concussion in basketball and soccer yeah and hockey. Not, but not not come on soccer maybe Soccer and hockey, maybe, but yeah. not certainly not to the degree that we're seeing all this long-term right. damage done right. to these these players who've played for right. years or, or a couple decades. And I mean, I've talked about it a little bit on the show. I know that I have CTE from six years, basically, from four wow. years of high school and two years of college. And I, you know, I techniques weren't weren't taught the the same. There wasn't well now. There's a whole was, there's a whole coaching. The whole coaching philosophy around proper use of the head. I right. remember very clearly that my helmet was always, and I was a center and a middle linebacker. So I was in the middle of that. Every play was in the middle yeah. of all that stuff. Yeah. And my helmet and face mask were always way more dinged up than anyone else's. So I think I just, I, I use my you know, head. Your brain is not, 
intended for moving quickly and then having a quick stop because your brain sloshes around against the skull. And, and, the helmets, just, and the helmets that we got as ninth and 10th graders, you know, the hand-me-down stuff that was already six or eight years old, certainly, I mean, some of this stuff you would look at and say, that's not going to protect you from anything. Like just a couple of pieces <laughs> yeah. of foam inside there. And yeah. I remember the revolution when bike came out with the helmet with the air bladders. But even yeah. though like it's this, you know, half inch thick air bladder inside a shell and all of this is, you know, two inches from your skull. And like you said, the human brain is not made to accelerate and decelerate. Well, so like, do you remember this, when, when in football they were called stingers? Yeah. The neck, yeah. neck things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, well, you know well, like it's so, okay. Yeah. I just had a car crash, but no, I'm ready to go back in. Yeah. Or, or are you, are you seeing stars? Yeah. Coach. I'm just seeing stars. All right. You'll be fine. Yeah. So I, I got to get two, two of my concussion stories. One sophomore year of high school, we practiced kind of a, on this grass lot that was a maybe a 200 yard walk from the field house. So we'd go like through the fence and over through, kind of through the woods and off to this little field where we practiced. I got kicked in the head at the bottom of a pile. I got up and I was woozy and I was dizzy and I couldn't really see right. And this was extraordinary for that time. The coach was like, you okay, go see Matt. Matt was our trainer. And again, like a, maybe a 300 yard walk from the field to the, right. to the field house. And I halfway, halfway back stopped and threw up, got back wow. to the trainer. He shined the light in my eyes, asked me a couple questions. Like, Oh, you're good. Go back out there. Right. Right. And that, you know, that was on a Wednesday practice or a Thursday practice. The other, the other one was in college, my freshman year. Um, I was the long snapper for punts. And um, so I, you know, you pretty much every time you snap the ball and no one's, you're not allowed to hit the long snapper. So you pretty much have a free run down the field. Right. Right. So I'm, you know, flying, like I'm in a dream, my feet aren't touching the ground. And I didn't see the, I didn't see what hit me, whether it was a blimp or a guy or a truck, wow. but just from the side, oh, I saw this flash of oh. blue and oh. then I flew 10 yards, maybe feet off the ground, landed, rolled, got up. And again, like you, you see, I don't know if you ever had the, the sensation of seeing stars, but there's actually like silver things that shoot across your vision Whoa. and the, all these little starbursts and these little silver things. And I'm, I'm like wobbling my way to the sideline. And again, if that happens now, immediately the medical team is on you. You're on right. the bench. You're They're out checking for you a out. week or two, even yeah. if you, you think you're fine. I get to the sideline. Everyone's laughing. The players, the coaches, the trainers, the cheerleaders, the fan. Everyone is laughing, and you know we laughed at it in the film session on Sunday. Was like, it was it a legal hit? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, I just didn't see the guy. You just, just weren't ready. You weren't. Yeah, ready. yeah. And it was Your a clean hit too. He, he didn't hit me in the head. He hit me in the shoulder. It yeah. wasn't a dirty hit at all. It was actually a yeah. really nice play by the guy. But I just, yeah, I just didn't see him. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, so your prediction is that that football is going to lose popularity. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. and, and again, maybe oh. not the NFL, the you know, the gladiatorial oh. right. side of it at, at that level. It's that's certainly going to be the last one to go. 
And again, I like I said, I don't know that humanity. Do you think college outlive. might go? I mean, college people, it's a religion. You follow Alabama, you follow Georgia Tech. It's a religion. You know, you're that's that's what you look forward to. I think eventually there's gonna be enough reform in the way we do college sports in general, where that'll sort of be the first domino to fall. Does that make sense? I think the damage that it does to young people's brains eventually will outweigh the 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 rah-rah of it. And I think what what's gonna happen is as as college sports evolve, there'll be a sub the, someone will come up with an alternative, a way to keep the Florida Gators and the Duke Blue Devils and the UMass Minutemen and separate it from the academic and educational missions of the schools. Right. Which is sort of what Europe does and really what we right, should right. but it's you know, it's like change is very slow. Change yeah. is very slow. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, I think we're getting to the point where with some of these big things that we talk about, it's going to happen too slowly to do us any good. Anyway, right. didn't mean to depress or annoy no. anyone. I know I've been obnoxious <laughs> as hell today. Thanks hey, for listening, listen. everybody. Thanks an awful lot for listening. And we'll see you next week on Sports Plus uh, with Baker, Big D, and Joe. Have a good Saturday. Thanks, everybody.